You're listening to The Word of Hope, sermons preached at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Today's sermon is by Pastor Dean Bernke. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father, Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The base of our sermon this morning comes to us from St. Matthew's Gospel, the fourth chapter, picking up in verse 12. Now, when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. So that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. They went throughout all Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, healing every disease, every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. And great crowds followed him from Galilee and the Decapolis, and from Jerusalem and Judea, and from far beyond the Jordan. Here ends our text. Please be seated. As we look at our text for this morning, It begins telling us that John is arrested. He's sequestered in Herod's dungeon like a common criminal. The charge, he criticized the morals of the king. You see, Herod had taken up with his brother's estranged wife, and John called him on it. Now, Jesus relocated from Nazareth to Capernaum on the Sea of Galilee. It's the north country despised by the Judeans in the south. You see, those northerners were the breakaway tribes, the secessionists, the one without a lawful descendant of David on their throne. Half Gentile, half Israelite, not quite kosher or orthodox by southern standards. The north was always an object of derision in Jerusalem. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? That was the cliche. Now, it's not the location probably you and I would have chosen to start a movement, much less a religion. But of course, we're not in charge. For we know the kingdom of heaven is flipped upside down from the kings of the world. It works bottom up, not top down. The last are first. Those who walk in darkness get to see the lights dawn first. 
It reminds us, reminds us that God works by mercy and not by merit. That Jesus' mission is not simply to the salvageable religious of Israel, but to the entire world, to Jew and Greek, circumcised and uncircumcised. And so Galilee is ground zero. Capernaum, this little fishing village, is headquarters. So Jesus picks up where John left off, preaching repentance, the kingdom of heaven. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom was more at hand than ever. For you see, it was as near as Jesus. The kingdom of heaven had come to earth in the coming of Jesus. And this called for repentance. It called for a new mind, a new way of thinking, a turning from self to Christ, from sin to righteousness, from law and commandments to gospel and gift. You see, God was doing something entirely new. And this new wine called for new wineskins. And so the call to repent. And that call, it doesn't change over the centuries. The message is still the same to us as it was back then. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's a call that goes out to us in our baptism. Because baptism works repentance. It drowns the old, raises the new. It involves turning from self to Christ, from your attempts to justify yourself to being justified by Christ, from your works to Christ's works. Every Sunday we pray, thy kingdom come. And the kingdom does come. The kingdom comes, we, the word of Christ reaches our ears and has its way with us. And we believe it. The kingdom lays claim. Follow me. Jesus calls four disciples, four fishermen rather, to discipleship. Simple words. Follow me. Peter, Andrew, James, John. They were partners in the fishing business with Zebedee. And with a word, Jesus calls them away from the net and the boat. He says, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. What you find is that here is the beginning of apostolic ministry. The fishermen are not simply the first disciples. They're the first apostles, the first sent ones. That's what Jesus means when he said, I will make you fishers of men. You see, these guys are used to catching fish in a net. But now, they'd be sent to catch men for the kingdom in the net of Jesus' death and resurrection. 
they would be sent to make disciples by baptizing, by teaching his name, by doing ministry with his authority and at his command. That also explains vocational change. Not everyone is called to give up their line of work to become a disciple of Jesus. And most didn't. But these four did. They left their nets and their boat, and Father Zebedee began a new calling, a new vocation. And this initiated their training. They spent three years with Jesus. They heard his teaching, his proclamation. They saw him perform healings of every disease and affliction. And they would see him through his cross, his resurrection. They would see him disappear in the clouds of the, at the ascension. And they would go forth to proclaim to the world that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Did they know what they were getting themselves into? How could they? But they trusted Jesus. They took him at his word. They left their livelihoods to join that band of disciples who would one day be apostles. You may wonder if any of us are any use to God in his kingdom. You may say, well, I don't have the skills, or I don't have the aptitude, or I don't have the personality. But we need to remember these four were fishermen. And of the twelve, one was a tax collector, another was a political terrorist. These twelve disciples, apostles, were the most unlikely band of men that you could ever assemble. I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall when they sat down to eat dinner together. I seriously wonder if they always got along perfectly. I'm guessing they got into some heated arguments. And yet Jesus gathered them. And he taught them. And he sent them as his emissaries into the world. Formerly, they fished for fish. Now, they had fish for men catching men for the kingdom, dropping the dragnet of Jesus' cross and resurrection into the sea of this world and dragging whatever they caught into the church. Yes, sometimes against their will. No, correct that. Always against their will. Have you ever met a fish that wanted to be caught? It's a funny thing about netting fish. I read an article about a man who told or said that he kept fish tanks most of his life. In that article, he related the best way to catch a fish with a net, he said, is from below. He said they have a blind spot below themselves. From above, he said, forget it. And it won't do any good to chase them from behind, as most people do, because he said fish can see behind as well as in front of them. And you can scare them into a net. 
He said, the best way is from below. He said, they never see it coming. It's a good parable, I think, for how Jesus and his kingdom operate. Jesus, in a sense, sneaks up from below, from where you least expect him. We'd expect God to come down from above, wouldn't we, in some show of it. And whenever we look to God, we tend to look up, and if God were to chase us, we'd hightail it like startled deer. Can you imagine being chased by God? Think of Adam, who was left hiding in the bushes. And we do the same thing. But God speaks to us from below. The baby in the manger, the boy in the temple, the carpenter of Nazareth, the teacher in Capernaum, Galilee of the Gentiles. The kingdom begins small. It's sort of like, like a, a mustard seed. And then it grows to embrace the whole world with the net of Jesus' death and life. When you hear of Jesus' call to Peter, Andrew, James, and John, and you hear Jesus say, I will make you fishers of men. Don't think of yourselves as fishers of men. Think of yourself as fish. Jesus isn't necessarily calling you to change vocations in order to serve him. Father Zebedee was just fine tending to the fishing business, but Jesus needed the boys for other purposes. There were many other tax collectors in Israel, but Jesus needed Matthew to collect disciples instead of taxes. You see, you are fish. You're caught in the apostolic net. You're baptized with a baptism that Jesus put into the hand of his apostles with a promise that he would be with them in baptizing. He put his teaching into the hands of his apostles. And he commanded them to teach everything he had taught them. You see, he speaks to us or sneaks up on us from below in the lowest of forms. Baptismal water. The Lord's Supper, bread and wine. Think about lowly, humble, Talk about lowly, humble, easily ignored, or despised. The highest, the holiest, the most heavenly things are buried in humility, suffering, and rejection. Galilee, the last place on earth you'd use as a headquarters. In the last place on earth, you look for God to come into the flesh to save. But thank God, he did. Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all human understanding guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Word of Hope. We hope your time with us was filled with joy and peace in hearing the Lord's Word. 
If you have questions or would like more information about Hope Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.hopeaurora.org. Send an email to office at hopeaurora.org or call us at 303-364-7416. This has been The Word of Hope.